It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details before we begin if you like what you hear on mile high report radio podcast don't forget to rate and review us on apple podcasts and Go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. So, Ian, I was just wondering, are the Broncos going to ruin PFM ceremony like they ruined Shanny's? I think if you're in the betting business or you wager at all, I would put yes at around minus 250 to 300. So, so your answer is yes. Uh, I, I find that fascinating. So for those of you that don't know, uh, the Broncos will be honoring Peyton Manning. Uh, I believe he's going into the Ring of Fame. Um we saw this earlier this season when the Broncos played the Raiders. They had Mike Shanahan's ceremony. Uh, they also honored Steve Atwater, which uh, we have to remember that as well for his induction into the Hall of Fame. So uh, that was kind of a big day, and they screwed that up. So obviously you're worried that when Peyton Manning gets you know his day at mile high, that the Broncos aren't going to show up and they are, they're going to screw it up. And uh, I hope that's not the case, but I suppose you never know. Maybe the Broncos could have Peyton Manning suit up. Or, or, and here's the other option, maybe he could just call the plays. Maybe just, you know, just have have him take the reins from Pat Shermer for a game, right? I know that's not what he wants to do. Peyton Manning's not going to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. He's got 
uh, higher aspirations than that. But maybe just for just for one day, right? Just for a Sunday, just to see how it goes. As Lori Latimer Volkman said in her key to the game, uh, I'll just get this out of the way right now. What better way to honor Peyton Manning than to remind Broncos country who really ran the entire offense from 2012 to 2015? Let Pat, let Pat Shermer hand out helmets or something and put Manning in charge of the Broncos offense. Hell, put a jersey on him and let him use his, use his pre-snap brilliance to get the ball out in time to hit Judy in stride for three, maybe four touchdowns. It may be the only way the Broncos avoid embarrassing themselves on Peyton Manning Day the way they did on Mike Shanahan Day. Yeah, it's uh, not uh, (laughs) – I I really want to have a more positive attitude, but it's really been difficult to generate positivity around this franchise ever since the 3-0 start. I mean, you you drop four in a row, it, it says something about the direction of your team. And and we we had an interesting conversation. I'm going to bring something up we didn't talk about in the pre-show fist fight. And I was listening to the radio. I, you know, I, I live in the Chicagoland area, and so there was conversation out in Chicago about what's going on with Justin Fields and the Bears and whatnot. And uh, sort of an interesting moment where one of the one of the radio guys who used to be a beat reporter for the for the Bears, like he was he was always around the team. He actually said something when we talked about Vic Fangio and the coaching staff losing the locker room, and he said something really interesting on his radio show about how that's not something that he thinks really happens. And, I, and I, I was sort of curious about your take on it, and I f- had forgotten about it, and now as here we are talking about it, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up anyway. Because w- what he said was, these are professional athletes who are paid to do a job, and no coach actually loses the locker room. Players may decide they don't like to play for a certain coach. That's certainly something that happens. But losing the locker room isn't a thing because week in and week out, everybody goes out there no matter what and is putting everything out on the field and that the idea of losing a locker room and players not playing at 100%, he says, is more of a fan idea than an actual truth. That fans sort of put themselves into that position so much, right? We're, we are so invested in our team that we buy into this idea of, oh, they're not playing hard enough. And it, what you're really saying is they're not playing hard enough for you as a fan because you're mad at them for losing. But the truth is it's the NFL, and everybody is incredibly good at their job. And so the you know it's minute details here and there that really cause issues. And so I just was curious what your thought is on that. You've been around professional franchises before. You covered the Broncos as a beat writer. And so I, I think it is something that was an interesting take because we talked about it last week after the after the game. When they was it last week? Yeah, last week. Where we, we sort of came to the conclusion that it felt like they had lost the locker room. That Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer had had sort of lost the team. And maybe that's a fan perspective. Maybe we are putting ourselves in a position rather than the actual reality of things. When I've heard from players who played in the NFL, they've told me that coaches lose the locker room. So I've actually heard that from people who've played in the NFL, not covered it. So I will take their word for it. Because, I, I, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, if you say that you're not going to play for somebody, that means you've lost the locker room. If you're not going to go out and do your job or you're not going to listen to them, you've lost them. You've lost your ability to lead if they're not going to listen to you. So, it's so facto, you've lost the locker room. 
I like that you went ipso facto there and, and you used it properly. I think I hear when I hear people use it, they usually use it wrong. So I like that you used it correctly. And I love a, a good ipso. I, I love a good w- ipso facto. H-I-T. <laughs> e. E. That's right. So I, I, I get what you're saying there. I, t- I totally do. I also think that there is a certain amount of, um, we have, and this is what sort of what I'm getting at here. We haven't heard those grumblings yet. I don't think publicly, that, publicly, right? And but that's the thing. We haven't heard them. We we as fans have have assumed. We have taken what we see on the field, and and the eye test is always important. You and I believe big time in the eye test, but way we as, more than stats, absolutely. But we have not. I have not seen or heard a player come out and say anything that would would be an indicator of that you can always tell and you're Publicly. right you're, you're you're right though but you can tell when a player is unhappy you can hear it in the interviews you can you can sort of see it in their demeanor as far as the post-game stuff I, I don't think we've actually seen that now, that doesn't mean that Vic Fangio hasn't lost the locker room or that or that Pat Shermer hasn't lost his offense but it does mean that like you said publicly we haven't seen it I think it's just been more of a projection we are projecting right as fans, we are projecting because that's what we think is happening because we're mad at the coaches and we wouldn't play for them because we think they are doing a bad job. Whereas what's going on in the locker room, we're not really there, so we can't speak to that as fans. Now, there are some people who are there that probably can speak to it. I'm not one of them. I think some of the biggest news that came out of this week is it is now clear that those little grumblings – when George Payton was hired and John Elway was going to take a step back and everyone's like, yeah, right. Well, it's come out that those, yeah, rights were actually right. That John Elway is still pretty much calling the shots for this organization. Thus, nothing is being done because John Elway is calling the shots. And so much for the he's taking a step back nonsense that we heard when, when George Payton was hired. So I think it's just it's it's where we've been the last 6 years, right? I mean same crap different chapter. Same old same old. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty fu- frustrating. I I guess the hope is going into the game against the Washington football team uh is is that they just won't screw it up for PFM, right? Peyton Manning, the Peyton Manning era was one of the best eras in Broncos history uh and and so he deserves he deserves a win on his day. Shanny did too. They didn't give it to him. Uh, slightly, slightly easier opponent, I think. Maybe a, a better possibility of a win. I guess we'll find out. Based on the way the Broncos' run defense was against DeErnest Johnson, I'm not holding my breath. Or the way that the, the offensive line has looked the last four games. You mean bad? I, I mean Garrett Bowles has. Not been good at all. Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow have been atrocious. I I mean, and now you're going against a defensive front. I I mean, I think Chase Young is playing. I haven't heard anything otherwise. I, I would line him up against Garrett Bowles and just let him eat. Yes, manj, as they say. Uh, You know, go ahead and enjoy that. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, uh, you can kind of tell probably from the sound of our voices that, that there's not a huge amount of confidence here 
than what the Broncos are doing, and 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 I think that that's uh, that's too bad. Now there is some good news. Good news, everyone, which was the the gift that I used um, on Twitter uh, and in the positivity Slack. sandwich. The positivity sandwich here. You like that? Uh, Jerry Judy and Albert O are coming back. Uh, Jerry Judy back from his Gumby injury because apparently he's his bones are made of rubber and they just needed a little bit of time to reset because again I I I picture that injury in my mind and I cannot figure out how their how his leg didn't snap it should have snapped it just it's not humanly possible to bend like that perhaps perhaps he is actually Stretch Armstrong maybe I don't know but there, there's just no way. There's that, an 80s reference. Right? You're welcome. I'm glad that somebody got it. I'm not sure who else will. But it, it just was one of those things where I thought it was going to be a complete and utter disaster and ended up being like, oh, you missed a few weeks. He'll be back. No big deal. So, yeah, I'm happy. And then also Alberto, which I don't know. That'll make – they only played two tight end sets anyway or whatever. They never used the third tight end. I don't get it. I'm so frustrated with this offense. Do they ever run two tight end sets? It's usually three wide receivers. Yeah, right? I don't know what they do. It's 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 not good. Well, and now we also have to listen to the broadcasters butcher Albert Aquagbunam's name now. Like Albert Aquagbunam. You know what? They've gotten I, credit where credits due. They've gotten a little better. Depends on who who's who's doing the broadcast this this week because whoever's oh, doing I, it, that always do, I don't know. Yeah. Does it matter? I don't think it really matters to be to be quite honest. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. All right. Um. Let's see here. You had you had an interesting story on Play Colorado. Uh. That that was that was about the the betting lounge. I think that's something that we should jump into because that's kind of interesting. What's going on at Mile High? And it's actually sort of an interesting take on what's going on with the future of what I think is the future of the NFL, which is a bit of a shock because of how, how much they were tried to distance themselves from betting for so long. And now everything's legal. It's like, Oh yeah, betting let's do it. But it is fascinating. Some of the stuff that's going on at mile high. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for those who don't know, the Broncos were the first franchise in the NFL to sign a sports betting sponsorship. And they did it with FanDuel, And then they signed on with bet Fred and then bet MGM. So the Broncos have three sports betting partnerships. And it also calls for two betting lounges. So there's the Betfred South Lawn Lounge. Say that five times fast. It's on the south side of the stadium. It's an HVAC tent, so it has air conditioning and heating capability available. The only caveat is you have to be 21 to get into the, to the betting lounge. But as I said, there's HVAC capability. So what does that mean? Well, as the games start to get played on colder weather in Colorado, you never know what's going to happen with Colorado weather. As the joke is, wait five minutes and it'll change. But it's getting colder. So what better way to get the tailgating experience without having to deal with the hassle of tailgating than going to the Bet Fred betting tent and hanging out inside a heated tent with, with beer all the early morning games, if you haven't signed up for the Betfred sports betting app, you can do so and get free beer. That was the promo that they used uh, when I went out for the Raiders game. So it's, there's that pregame betting lounge that opens about three and a half hours before kickoff. As I said, that it's on the south side of the stadium. If you walk down from the Ring of Fame Plaza, you'll see the tent as you walk up to it. 
And then the BetMGM in-stadium lounge is on the northeast side of the stadium in the Mile High Village. It's the only heated uh, place on the concourse. Again, like Bet Fred, you have to be 21 and up to get into the BetMGM lounge. You don't have to have the app for either, so you don't have to, to bet. You can still go in there, drink beer, watch the games before your, the kickoff of the Broncos game. You can head there for halftime, warm up a little bit. It, fair warning, it gets packed at halftime. So there is that. And then BetMGM is also running a promotion right now where if you haven't signed up for the app, it's bet $10, win 200 If your team scores a touchdown, that's $200 in free bets. And my wife will joke, there's nothing I love right now more than free bets. So the interesting aspect of all this, though, is you mentioned this is the wave of the future. And what's very fascinating is the Broncos made me aware of a study that they did in 2020. The Broncos partnered with Littleton-based Tiger Sponsorship and Marketing and Samford University in 2020 to study the impact of and fan reaction to the team's three sports betting sponsorships. In addition to showing the Broncos' impact on driving brand awareness for each of the new partners, the custom research study also found that fans responded positively to the Broncos' new relationships. Of those fans who typically attend at least four games a season, 44% are more favorable toward the Broncos because of the sports betting sponsorships with FanDuel, Betfred, and BetMGM. There you go. I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting study. Now, I will, I will sort of ask you the question that I actually asked you before we started recording. 44% are more favorable toward it. What, what about the other 56%? And, and, yeah, I am proud of myself for that math because I did it pretty quickly. But you got to wonder, like, so – does that mean 56% are less favorable or is what was the breakdown? And, and they don't really, they didn't give you that information, but I'd be curious to know what it was because it is it, to me, the fascinating aspect of sports betting in America right now is not that it's happening, right? I have known people for my entire life that have, maybe not my entire life, but for most of my life that have gambled on sports that have placed bets with somebody. Generally speaking, it was a bookie and it wasn't legal. So now you have these franchises like the Broncos and, and other franchises throughout the NFL and, and Major League Baseball and basketball and sort of all over the sports world kind of jumping into this sports betting idea. And it, it's one of those things where for years and years and years, it was the dirty little secret, right? The NFL was, it was real funny about it because you, you would get the line I remember you'd watch, you know, Sunday morning, you'd turn on the pregame stuff and they'd talk about the line, but then they wouldn't talk about the line. And you, it was all very sort of, it, it was kind of a, a weird accepted, like we're going to talk about this, but at the same time, it's not a part of the NFL. We're not about gambling because gambling is an illegal thing to do. It's a vice, blah, 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 blah. Now. It's like going to a soccer game in England, right? They've got sports books on site, which is something that is a very European thing. It's a much much more open idea about gambling is okay and, and as long as you're doing it responsibly and blah, 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 blah. So to me, it is fascinating, the switch. And it wasn't like a gradual switch either. As soon as things became legalized in these states, it was fair game. Everything opened up and it was like, let's run with it. And the Broncos like you said, we're one of the first to jump in and say, yeah, this is the wave of the future. Let's go. 
As you mentioned, the story at PlayColorado.com is headlined, Broncos betting lounges bring new level of game day experience. And the thing that I do is I lay out both the Betfred and BetMGM stadium lounges. But the other thing that I do is lay out how responsible gambling is taken very seriously by both the Broncos and by the NFL. A portion of each sports betting sponsorship goes to support the NFL's, quote, responsible gambling, education, and policy enforcement efforts. The NFL coordinates those efforts and specific programming. That's in line with the recent announcement that the NFL is set to launch one of, one of the largest responsible betting campaigns ever. The league will work with the National Council on Problem Gambling. As Keith White, the NJCP executive director, said to ESPN, it's massive. It's going to really help us help more people. And the other thing that I found fascinating is there's an NFL security betting officer at the stadium to oversee the transparency and integrity of how all of this functions. And the other thing that was very uh, enlightening to me is they can't force you to bet certain ways. So if you sign up for the BetMGM app or if you've used the BetMGM app, one of the things that they do is they offer a risk, a $25 risk-free bet for current users of the BetMGM app. The only caveat is that you have to be inside the stadium, but they can't tell you what to use that bet on. I thought that that was very interesting. And then the NFL has a stipulation in place that if you work for a franchise or for the league, you can't bet on sports. Well, you always about safety and integrity of the game and stuff like that. I do think it's important to note that there are safety protocols in place like that uh, because it is going to be something that has to be paid attention to moving forward for sure. All right, let's uh, let's let's jump into talking about the actual football game because we do have to we do have a football game we have to preview, so we might as well preview it, even though the excitement around having to do that may not be uh, as much as it was just a few short weeks ago, a month ago. We were living in such a different world. We we were really like it was just a different place, and now Broncos country is back to being the Broncos country of the last, like you said, six years, which has been not great has been less than enjoyable and certainly disappointing. And now uh, they're getting ready to welcome in a football team that doesn't even have a name. And uh, I'm not even sure that I'm confident enough that they could beat a team without a name. Well, at at least fans can head out and see Peyton Manning. They'll be able to honor Peyton Manning, even if the team's performance on the field may not live up to that. And you can check out the betting lounges. What better way to do that than go out and get free bets and free beer? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a fair way to look at it. I, you know what? I am curious, though, and I, I know that the Washington football team doesn't have a team name, but do you have a preference for the, for the name? Like, I have, a, I have a preference. I wish they would have selected this name, and I know they're not going to, and it's not part of the list, but I have a name that I think they should have gone with, and they're not going to. Um, like, I really you wanted, know the one I'm going with. Is it, is it the Red Tails? Because that's the one I'm going with. I yes. wanted them to be the Red Tails. I think that would have been – Red Tails. That, that would have been awesome. And instead, it's like – what is it? The Is it the Red Wolves? Is that one of the – like, is that the front runner? Like, why? Are there wolves in Washington, D.C. that are red that I've never seen when I went there? Like, I don't get it. What this, what that franchise does is an abomination. The fact that Daniel Snyder is still an owner of the franchise 
at how the commissioner of the National Football League and the rest of the owners continue to kowtow to this coward and creep is beyond me. I, I just, I don't understand it. I, I, I mean, the fact that this is supported, and if you haven't read what is going on in this organization and what has gone on for over 10 years, it, it really is an abomination. And the fact that the NFL is not doing anything about it, I, I mean, the fascinating thing about it is the Chicago Blackhawks released an investigation that allowed for anonymity and Stan Bowman, the general manager who was pretty much responsible for those Stanley Cups, quit. So the NHL was able to do it. What is the What is Roger Goodell doing? What are the other 31 owners doing? I think it's the fact that they're complicit and they don't want to get caught up in it because they know the same stuff is going on in their organizations. Well, that, I think that is is really interesting and, and, a, and, a, and a smart point to make. Just like with the John Gruden stuff and the joke was how many NFL coaches are checking through their emails and trying to delete them all right now because of what happened with John Gruden, which is kind of a crass joke, but also a, a, not something that is terribly shocking to think that there were would be NFL coaches that were worried about things that they put out in emails. The NFL owners have to be worried about any of this investigation getting out because I guarantee that just like Dan Snyder, many of them are in the same vein as he is. And I don't want to get into the whole, you know, rich white guy sort of like, you know, you know, entitlement conversation because then it gets too ridiculous and you're starting to point fingers and stuff like that. But the fact that you have a a league that is allowing someone like Dan Snyder to continue to be the owner of a, of a franchise after all of the, things that he has done or he has been accused of, because I guess we have to call them allegations for right now, that that's been allowed to continue. I mean, think about what happened with the Clippers and, and their ownership situation. Yeah. And the NBA, Sterling. The, the, the NBA jumped in on that and, and did exactly what needed to be done to ensure that the integrity of their league was upheld. The NFL does things a very different way when it comes to that. And they have a tendency to defend themselves to the nth degree and and sort of push everybody else off to the side. Uh, make no bones about it. There's no mistake here. John Gruden was was collateral damage, as, as far as I'm concerned, with what happened with with this investigation and whatnot. He was a distraction. He he was a distraction. And then the the biggest disgrace I think be, beyond that was the distraction of, of the Sean Taylor uh, stuff, where it, oh, yeah. with that, three that days just, notice we're so going to honor Sean Taylor because we need to distract the fans from this horrible situation as if the fans were so stupid and they couldn't figure it out. And and then on top of that, they allowed Patrick Mahomes brother to dance on the Memorial. Like clearly this was, was, was pointless and ridiculous. And, and I, and I do hope some things come, come, come to fruition as far as getting rid of Dan Snyder. He needs to be gone, but I, I don't believe that it will happen because the NFL is a good old boys club and they take care of themselves. And that is very true. Uh, protect the shield that's right and and the people behind it apparently don't don't let anybody you know it is interesting though and i can't remember the name of the owner of the panthers but he got pushed out because of of some of the comments that he made so what's the difference here dan snyder's not old and dying is that is that what's going on here i guess what's i 
I, I, it, it is it is an interesting dichotomy, but at the very least, we we can get back on track of talking about a game that's just. I did say let's I've talk always, about the game, and then we went we went left or right. Or yeah. <laughs> Anything to divert from the game, apparently. Like we're we're taking Dan Snyder's approach with the Sean Taylor thing. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've but there is a joke to be had here where you get two bad teams together, you usually get. Get a good game. That's true, right? We've we've talked about that in the past. The the Jets game last year, the Broncos and Jets, great game. I predicted that score; it was amazing. And uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that I was Nostradamus at one time in my life, maybe not anymore, but once uh, I was. And so let's not get too carried away. But there is a game, and I, I suppose maybe we just jump right into the keys to the game and 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 go from there because uh, that is something we have to talk about. And, and I'll go first here, just because why not? And my key to the game is takeaways turnovers get get the ball right defense wins championships sort of I, I think i've said this last week too that's actually not true defenses that generate turnovers win championships defenses that generate turnovers win games and if you look back at and i can't believe i'm going to do this but i'm going to keep doing it i'm sure you look back at 2015 the broncos won the super bowl because they had a defense that created takeaways defenses that create takeaways the 85 bears takeaways lots of takeaways you create takeaways you turn the ball over you are going to win games but the broncos haven't really done that this season i I think that that is the key to the game here if they want to if they want to win if they want to beat the washington football team they got to get some turnovers they've they've got to set their their offense up in good field position and they've got to steal some possessions you mentioned the turnovers. The Broncos are currently minus three in turnover margin. Ugh. They haven't created a turnover in two straight games. Yuck. They've only created six on the year. Not good. None of that is good. That's all bad. It's all bad. So, yeah, take take and the ball away. Yours was a serious key to the game. Mine is not. Dress up like an NFL franchise. It will be Halloween. Sunday is not only PFM's day, it's Halloween. As someone pointed out, pointed out on social media, and I don't remember who, hopefully the Broncos go as an NFL franchise for Halloween, since that's the only way Broncos country will see one. I mean, you can also turn the TV on, but it certainly makes sense. I, it's, it is, it, it's, I like that key to the game. Just just pick a team and dress up like them and, and see how it goes. Put on your Put on your big boy pants. Pretend to be an NFL franchise. Go out there and maybe play a football game. See how it goes. I, I like that, and I, and I I think that it is uh, possible, um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that I actually believe what I just said there. So, all right, players to watch. Let's let's do that. Uh, offense first. Let's go offense. Who who are you watching in this game? Offensive line. I, I talked about it. They have been horrible this year. Garrett Bowles has been horrible this year. No one has been good. I. I mean, unless the offensive line does a better job of opening up holes for Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, it doesn't matter if Pat Shermer calls runs. If Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have time to throw the ball, it doesn't matter that Jerry Judy and Albert Bunam are coming back. So to me, it's on the offensive line. It's cliche, but it's about controlling the line of scrimmage. And until the Broncos consistently control the line of scrimmage, they're not going to win football games. Yeah, that's a that's a fair assessment. I, I'm actually going to go with something that was very obvious before, and, and I, I like was going to say Jerry Judy, but 
you're right. That doesn't really make any sense. But the other guy to watch, I think, is Teddy Bridgewater. And the reason I say that, uh, one of the interesting stats on him, and I don't know the actual time, so I'm not going to quote a, a, a specific stat, but he has had the like, like one of the most amounts of time to throw the football. He's held on to the football longer than almost any other quarterback in the NFL this season. I don't know if that's about decision-making or if he's just going through the progressions, but it does sort of beg the question as to why are you holding on to the football so long? What is taking you so long to make, to process and make a decision? Is it processing? Is it decision-making that's the problem? Or is it simply running through the progressions? Because week ones through three, Teddy Bridgewater, incredible quarterback. Ever since, not great. Obviously, there was the concussion, and he missed missed some time against the Ravens. Beyond that, though, I haven't seen anything that's been very impressive, and it's been disappointing because we were all pretty excited about what was going on. So uh, the offensive line's a good watch, but I also think that even as bad as the offensive line has been, Teddy still holds on to the football for a long time, which means he has a long time to hang on to it. So hopefully he's hanging on to it for a reason, but I'd be curious to see what he's doing with that. So... He's my player to watch on offense. Uh, defense? It's the same thing. Control the line of scrimmage. Denver Broncos just got manhandled by the Cleveland Browns. Without Nick Chubb, without Kareem Hunt, Ernest Johnson just destroyed the Broncos' defense. If you are playing fantasy football and you need a flyer on a running back, you should probably pick up TJ McKissick. I think that's the the Washington running the Washington. I think, is it Jared, Mc, Jared McKissick? JT McKissick? TJ McKissick? Jerry McKissick? Something like that. Does it really either way? Matter? Pick him up because the Broncos defense just is not good. Yeah, like I, in any shape or form. JD McKissick. It was going to drive me nuts. JD, I, there I, you go. Yeah, JD McKissick. Uh, yeah. So if you need a flyer on a running back this week. Pick him up. You know what's funny? I think the, that'd be a safe play. The reason I uh, I know that is because I just clicked on my fantasy football team. I have him sitting on my bench, and I think you're right. I may slide him into that starting role because uh, why not, right? Couldn't hurt. Um, <laughs> I, I like that. I'm going to go with Justin Simmons, and I know that seems a little, again, a little cliche. I get it. But there's another guy who has underperformed that really does have to step up. Very. And – I, it's funny because I kind of feel like one of the things we see often in professional sports is guys get their big contract and then that next season, they don't really live up to it. And I believe in Justin Simmons. I believe that he is capable of getting back to playing at the level he played at in 2020 and in 2019 as one of the best safeties in the NFL. I think he can do that. I don't know if it will be in 2021. It might not be until 2022, which would be frustrating for this season because they really need him to step his game up. But I would I would not be surprised if it would take him a season to do that because I do think players go through, some players do, that sort of mental having to wrap your head around the fact that you are now you know, a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and making you know gobs of money to play this game. And so you see players that go through this process. I would like to see him go through it quickly and get past it and playing uh, at home against a, a Washington football team. That's got a, a bad quarterback as their starting quarterback and, and what scary Terry McLaurin. And that's it. 
I think the Broncos defense should be able to control this game, uh, even though they haven't been able to the last few weeks. So uh, to me, Justin Simmons is the guy who sort of makes that all tick aside from Von Miller. And so I'm going to watch and see what he can do because I'd, I'd like to see him improve. Yeah, I he has been a big disappointment this year, just like Garrett Bowles. Both of them have gotten their big contracts and just not been good at this point in the season. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to hard to say it any other way, right? They just have both been bad, and when you're bad, you're bad. That's just the way it is. So, all right, you got a prediction? I wrote mine down. I still don't believe it, and I'm I'm gonna say it, but I, I don't. I'm not gonna say it with a lot of gumption when I do. So I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna go. 24-13 Washington football team. Wow, 24-13. All right, okay, all right. And that's that shows you the level of belief that I have in this team because the Washington football team is dead last in points per game allowed. The Washington football team allows 30 points per game. I have no faith in Pat Shermer or this offense. I don't think they're going to score more than 13 points. See, I'm not as I'm not as bad as you are. Uh, I actually have a 17 to 13 game, uh, and I think the Broncos win. I think the Broncos get the 17. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a win here. I'm not a hundred percent on it. I'm certainly not. It's, I'm not gonna bet on it. That's for sure. We talk about uh, sports betting. I won't. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, 17 13 Broncos. Why not? It couldn't couldn't be all bad, right? Maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll see. That's that's my prediction. <laughs> you can tell how just how much I believe in it by the sound of my voice. So at least right. the Broncos aren't the Chiefs. <laughs> that's true. We hey, the Broncos have won more games than the Chiefs in 2021. So I guess we can hang our hat on that. While we're hanging our hat, why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, we'll do a, a quick look at the AFC West, our, our wrap around the league, our whip around the league, whatever we call it, and then uh, we'll say go Broncos. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Ian. So let's take a quick look here at the AFC West. Some interesting stuff going on. Um, let's start with the chargers coming back off of, uh, a big loss you could say. And, uh, they, they have to face off against the Patriots team. That is not the Patriots of old, but it's still bill Belichick. They still have a pretty good defense and it'll be interesting to see how the chargers bounce back. I think the benefit for them is that they're at home. Um, you mentioned the bill Belichick defense. They still have a very good defense that forced the Cowboys to go into overtime we're able to keep Tom Brady and that high-powered Bucks offense pretty much in check. I wonder how much of the weather played a factor in that too. 
So that's going to be an interesting game. And as I joked with you before, the current, the last time I looked, the spread for the Chiefs and Giants was 10. Chiefs are obviously the favorite. If the Chiefs can't cover against the Giants at home, then they need to force Patrick Mahomes' brother off of TikTok forever. <laughs> yeah, he should. They already should. Like, I think that should already be a thing. But yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I do think. Quite frankly, I think the Chiefs will cover. It's a Monday night game in Kansas City. That's a really difficult environment, but their defense is so bad that it wouldn't surprise me at all if this game ended up being close because they they can't stop anybody. And if you can't stop people, it doesn't matter how good your offense is because you're always chasing. And, and that's something that uh, could play out on Monday night. I don't have a ton of faith in the Giants. I mean, they, they did lose to the Denver Broncos, so they can't be that good. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think the Chiefs should cover, but you never know with as bad as that defense is. And then the Raiders are off this week, so who cares? Um, what are the sort of the interesting – I will say – Oh, go for it. I, I will say about the Chiefs, the thing is their offense isn't that good either because all they have is Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So I think people are finally figuring out that, yes, Todd Bowles had the answer for them in the Super Bowl – but Vic Fangio gave him the blueprint with how they defended Patrick Mahomes in that offense last year. So it's not just that the defense is really bad, but I mean, it is. But that offense isn't good either. It's not what it has been. Patrick Mahomes is making key mistakes and turning the ball over. They don't have any weapons outside, as I said, of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So basically all you have to do is double-team Tyreek Hill and allow Travis Kelsey to catch those four-yard passes because he's not fast enough or smart enough to pick up a first down more often than not. Yeah, that's a fair assessment right there. You know, I, just to kind of uh, jump in here on that as far as what's going on with their offense, it is interesting that you have two weapons and you have a really good quarterback. I'm not going to take that away from Patrick Mahomes. He's a good quarterback. But if that's it, if that's all you've got and you can be figured out, the NFL will figure figure you out. That that is something that is is really interesting. It's it's played out many times over the course of the entire history of the NFL. Teams do something and then other teams figure them out. And that's something that and not to say that I would like to see this happen, but it will be interesting to see how the Chiefs respond to that knowing that they've probably been figured out by several teams in the NFL. Uh, now this week is interesting as well, as far as games go, because the primetime games, we just talked about the, the chiefs and giants, the primetime games are pretty good. Uh, I know chiefs and giants aren't great, but that's, that's neither here nor there, but you've got Vikings, uh, hosting the Cowboys on Sunday night and the Thursday night game is the Packers and Cardinals. So those are two very good games that are going to be incredibly important for the NFC playoff picture. And what's fascinating is at least in terms of the betting odds, two of the favorites to win the MVP in Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Yeah. The, the quarterbacks of, of two teams that, you know, we we've, we've made fun of the Cowboys for years, but with Dak Prescott under center, they're very good. And then Kyler Murray, I made fun of him all through the draft process. Cause I didn't think he was tall enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. Now here he is, is he even proven, tall enough to ride the rides. He's, 
He can't ride the rides at Elitch's, but he can go be an NFL quarterback. He's very good at that. And so they'll let him ride the rides even though he's too short because he's so good at being a quarterback. And, you know, I stand corrected, right? I've said many times I missed on that one, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with admitting when I miss, and I missed on this one. He's very good, and I'm excited to see what the Cardinals do against the Packers. The only problem with what's happening there is that all of the players that they have that are going on the COVID list for the Packers, the receivers, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, who else did they lose recently? I might have missed one. But that's going to limit what Aaron Rodgers can do as far as the offense goes. You're going to see a heavy dose of the the run game with the Packers, and I'm not sure that, that that's going to really be a way to challenge the Cardinals. And so I see the Cardinals having a pretty pretty easy time with this game. Well, and not only that, the Cardinals are getting Chandler Jones back. So while the Packers are going to be without arguably the best receiver in football, you're getting arguably the best pass rusher in football back. So that it's going to be a very interesting game. I, I don't think that you can count out the Packers just because they have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the throws that he makes are just insane. So, yeah, it, it, it's not ideal that you're going to be without Devontae Adams, but you still have Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. And, the, the other game that's going to be very fascinating to watch is going to be the Titans and the Colts because very similar teams. You have Derrick Henry with the Titans, and then you have Fred Taylor or James, whatever his name is. John, Jonathan with, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. Fred, very Fred Taylor similar. played for the Jaguars like 100 years ago. Yeah, he did. That <laughs> shows you my age. I, I think that's going to be a very interesting game because the Titans – I don't know about them defensively, even though that they just found a way to slow down Josh Allen and the Bills and then Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I don't know if the Colts have enough to stop Derrick Henry. I mean, the Chiefs did, but I wonder if that's more because because the Colts or the the Titans decided to throw the ball so much to A.J. Brown and, and those other weapons that Tannehill has. But I think it's going to be a very interesting game between the Titans and the Colts. Yeah, I, I'm actually excited to watch that one. And I do think Derrick Henry will he'll he'll get his. He always does. But I I like the idea of throwing to AJ Brown a lot because I have him on my fantasy team and that worked out finally last week, which was a wonderful thing to have happen. Uh, another fascinating game is Bucks and Saints. Uh, Tom Brady has the Bucks rolling. That's a very good team. And then the Saints are an, an enigma to me. They are not as good as they were with Drew Brees under center, but then at times they're even better. And I, I'm going to point something out. Taysom Hill has been out uh, with an injury. I think their offense runs better in New Orleans when Taysom Hill isn't an option because Sean Payton gets too cute. Now, I am only saying that because I'm an Alvin Kamara owner, and I hate it when Taysom Hill poaches his touchdowns, but I still believe that they're a better offense when Taysom Hill is not around. I think everyone listening to this podcast and anyone who watches football would agree with that because Taysom Hill, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's like Sean Payton's pet like a, toy or like whatever. Weird I mean, fascination, it, right? He's not good. He does a few things every now and then, but I mean, it's just so dumb. I think the Bucs are going to blow out the Saints. I just, I don't think that there's any way the Saints can keep up with the Buccaneers. And the way Tom Brady is playing right now, I, I, I mean, come on. If there's going to be an MVP of the league, 
if he, I mean, he continues to lead the league in passing. I think he leads the league in touchdowns. You're not going to give him the MVP and he's like 80 years old. I mean, that's just, that's your MVP. If he finishes with 5,000 yards and over 50 touchdowns, which he's on pace to do, he's your MVP. The other interesting game is going to be the Browns and the Steelers. I think that's the other close game. I The Browns are coming off of a mini buy. I don't know what Baker Mayfield's status is. The Steelers still have a very formidable defense with T.J. Watt and what they were able to do against the Seahawks. And the thing about the Browns, they're going to get Nick Chubb back. They're going to get Kareem Hunt back, potentially. The way they're able to run the football, that sets them up to success for whoever is the quarterback, whether it's Mayfield or Case Keenum. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing with, with the Browns is their their defense is so good. Uh, they have they have the ability to stay in games no matter who their quarterback is. And clearly we saw what Ernest Johnson could do against the Denver Broncos. Uh, I, I'm not sure that there are teams that are as bad as the Broncos out there. Maybe there are. But the, the Browns are a team that is pretty formidable. That's, that's going to be an interesting one. That one has playoff inf- implications as well, just like Titans-Colts, just like Bucks-Saints. I mean, there's a lot of just great stuff going on as far as playoff implications and what, the, what this is going to do to shape things out for the league moving forward. So, uh, you know, I, I guess at this point we're, we're looking at the, the Broncos and hoping that they will find a way to come back to life. Uh, you never know. Uh, Halloween is filled with zombies and ghosts and ghouls, and, and maybe they can come back from the dead and, and march amongst the living just for one game, just to honor Peyton Manning because he certainly deserves it. I'm just hoping that they don't embarrass themselves like they did on Mike Shanahan Day. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Go Broncos.